Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We have bellied up to the bar. It's the last Wednesday of the month of August. Uh, I can't believe it's August already. So we're already here. Things are happening. Uh, but to bring it in, we as we all need to get into the right mental headspace, your kids are going back to school next week. If you're in the Northeast, they may have already gone back to school. If you're in the South, if they're in Florida, I hope everyone's okay, but they may not have a school anymore. Whatever the case may have, is it, it's always, somebody's always going to be like, that's in poor taste. Look, you live in Florida, you know what's going on, but uh, any one of these things could be happening, but to make sure that we're in the right mental headspace and we have found our motivation. And y'all know, I, I can't wait to talk to him about motivation because I'm a very anti-motivation guy. I'm an obsession guy, which I'm very curious what our guest feelings on, are on this and how how they want to approach it. So joining us from poor guy, poor guy. I do like Drew Carey, though. So, I mean, we'll go with that. I'm a big Drew Carey fan. <laughs> so we'll go with that. Coming to us all the way from Cleveland, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a rock star in his own right, Mr. Brent Webb. Yay. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here. What's up, brother? Hey, doing great. How are you? You got kind of a Drew Carey look. Thanks, I guess. I mean, I'll take it. That's not a bit. Look, there's worse people. That's true. I mean, true. I could have been like, oh, so you remember the dog pound and you're like, I don't have makeup on. And I'm like, Like, then it would have been bad. But, you know, so Brett is joining us real quick. Let's get through some housekeeping real quick. As always, folks, if you're watching our live feed over my right shoulder, is the big board for sticker and a cause. If you've got something you're supporting, maybe you have your own podcast, you have your own uh, show, maybe it's just a local organization, charity. I don't care what it is. If you've got a sticker, you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Let me know what you got going on. I'll tell you where to send the sticker to. We read it on the air completely free to you. People get to see what you've got going on. So, again, that's sticker and a cause. Now, Brent, uh, I'm saying that's a virtual background that you've got right now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm in my studio right now. It's all okay. green screen back here. Oh, green screen. Well, I mean, I'm looking at that view, and that view looks like it needs some good blinds for it. And, you know, our 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 sponsors, Budget Blinds of East Greenbush and Budget Blinds that of was good. Kutsak, you like that? You see that? That was good. So roll that right in there. And I even – know the uh, guy who owns the budget blinds of uh, Cleveland. He was just telling me he just put in uh, these these blo- these uh, shutters. They're like amazing shutters. You got to look them up. They're called Crime Safe, C-R-I-M Safe. And they basically say they're pretty well indestructible, uh, even down to how you open them. Like you really can only open them from the inside. There's this whole story about how this woman's husband was abusive. And she waited till he went out drinking and scheduled to have them put into her home while he was gone because he was abusive to her. And he tried to get into the house. This was in Australia. He took bats, hammers, chainsaws, all kinds of stuff to the to these things. Couldn't get through them. He finally did get into the house when he drove his car through the front door. But. She had planned for that also, and his car got stuck in the front till the police showed up and arrested him. So, again, you might say that sounds a little stream and crazy, folks, but look, budget blinds of East Greenbush, Hutchin, and Kuksaki, they've got anything you need, whether it be blinds, shutters, roller shades, honeycombs up here in the Northeast. Reach out to them. Let them know that you're there to belly up to the bar. Right now, they're just finishing up. Uh, you really only got till tomorrow. They're doing their – is the last day of their buy two, get one free sale. And then into the month of September, 25% off your entire order. That's budget blinds of East Greenbush and budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki. Brent, you're like chewing it like you want to say something. Say it. What are you about to say? Are you like no? Like those blind those those shape, like these uh shutters that they got. I saw a demo. 
dude took a baseball bat to the front of one and hit it like it owed him money. It makes and me think of what's the movie, uh, you know, where uh, the the purge, where once a year you have, yes! like, yeah, like I would definitely need something like that. If purge I, shutters, yeah, purge that was shutters. The, like the first. I was the oh, that was right. That was the first. Uh, the first one when that was the guy's job. He was a salesman to uh, sell purge proofing your houses or whatever. Yeah, like, it'll be fine. I'll hit the button, and it took forever to get into his house, but they finally did. Yes, yeah, that was a good one. Purge is like one of those weird movies, though, that if you really like you can go two ways with that. You can just go real super shallow surface people trying not to get killed. Or you like dig into the backstory of that and you're like, oh, this is the wealthy trying to wipe out the impoverished for their own entertainment and allowing other impoverished people to think that it's fun, too. Yeah, exactly. Love it. But you know what? That kind of goes right into into your deal there. You know, finding the motivation, finding the mental headspace to survive whatever situation you're in and to move forward. You like how I did that shit, don't you? Look at that. You're part. really good with the segues. You are I'm, pretty amazing, I must say. I'm I'm had to give myself one for a second. <laughs> I can hook myself up there. But all right, brother. So so Brent, we were talking a little bit. I mean, your your lineage in history, you've been at this for like 450 years. Um, you actually were there when the Red Seas were parted, um, helped Moses, like, let me help all these guys get across, have the power. You can do it. But, you know, you've been, you've been at this piece for a long time. You were a mentalist at at one point in time, did the cruise, cruise ship circuit. You, you've done stuff at the white house, but as we were talking before the show, you've kind of flipped your space to going from that mentalist space. And if you want to give any secrets behind the curtain to that stuff, I would love to hear it. I'm so all about hearing the behind the curtain on that stuff, but you, you did that piece and now you actually are, a, would you say a motivational speaker? What, what term do you give what you do? You say I'm probably the same as you, because I don't really use motivation, uh, the word motivation in my, you know, my work or my title, because really I've been to those kind of things, the Tony Robin things oh, and yes. you know, Robbins and they're great. And I'm not, you know, nothing away from Tony, but you know, after the end of the weekend, you feel like you can rule the world. And then by Wednesday, it's not so much. And by the next Friday, and it just fades away, you know, that motivation that they create with that, you're going to walk on fire. You're going to, you can do this. You can do that. It, it goes away. That's not motivation. You know, no. that's just getting you hyped up in the moment. So I'm all about just learning about your mind, Um, you know, learning what your mind can do. We're using a very small percentage. They say like 8%. And there's a lot up there we can tap into. It's like, I always tell people we're born with this supercomputer, really the most sophisticated computer ever made, right? And we have no idea how it operates. When you get a phone, a toaster, a microwave, anything, you get a giant manual, right? Tells you everything about it. The most sophisticated thing ever, just figure it out. And we don't. I mean, they don't teach us how to use it in school. They don't tell us how, you know, they tell us you have to focus, but do they ever teach us how to focus? No. Right? They don't teach us how to use it. So that's really kind of when I went, I started as a magician. I mean, I was a little chubby kid magician from Ohio and, you know, an only child, right? Perfect. And like like many kids, you want to do something to kind of, you know, give you some sort of panache, you know, with your friends. So I started doing that, but I really realized kind of in my teenage years, it, it's it's a very hollow thing when you're on stage. And no matter how great you are, you're not really doing it. You're not giving anyone anything that lasts. So really, like I said, the last few years, yeah, I've been moving into, you know, training pretty much everyone just on how to use their mind, how to make their lives better. All right. Are you going to give me any mentalist secrets? Well, I can't can do I, that. I mean, they, they'd kill I, me, but. Like, bro, that, that. Shit. I can tell you this. I'll tell you this. Tell me. I. I started when I was doing that, I, I still got into the spiritual, you know, the, this headspace of knowing there was more and I wanted to, to work on that. So I would do every time I was off, I was doing, you know, I was on retreats. I was I went to a Buddhist monastery once and I spent a week, you know, chanting. And I did all these things. Really? And, they, and what happened there was the one of the monks said to me, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a mentalist. You know, I can uh, I pretend like I can read minds. And he's like, really think of any word. And I said, OK, he said lumberjack that was the word i was thinking of and then he left no he did for real what i had been pretending to be able to hold on my whole life no yes 
And that was the moment that everything changed for me because I really, you know, and then of course, later he explained to me how it worked and why, you know, we're all connected to each other. And there's this mass consciousness if you tap into it and learning that it just changed everything because I realized, wow, you know, I don't have to do tricks and, and pretend I can do things. I can actually work on this and then teach people how to do it. So from that point, everything kind of changed away from the big Vegas shows I was doing to, you know, seminars and, and online things and one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, just trying to let people know if you still have a dream in there, there's a reason and you can still attain that. I don't care how old you are, how big you are, how it doesn't matter. You know, the, the dreams are there for a reason. And, and most people just have no idea how to get into that part of their brain that can make that happen. Interesting. So God, that, that just blows my mind right there. You, you got me right there. Now, Mine too. understanding that collective consciousness and how that, that works, how are you, is that part of, I know you kind of said like, Hey, you talk to people about this, but how does that work on helping people out to find how to find their, their obsession? And I use obsession. I, I'm a, I recently finished David Goggins book. You can't mm -hmm. hurt me. And, and I mean, if you're in that space, you know, David Goggins. Right. And I'm and he really kind of opened my eyes to stop using motivation. Motivation fades, find obsession. I also finished, which I can't I can only imagine you've read uh Mark uh Matt Matt Mastin, Matt, Matt uh The Subtle Lord of Not Giving a Fuck and Oh uh, yeah, I have I have that. and everything is fucked, a book about hope. Mm -hmm. So I you know, they're kind of that same idea. All these I kind of feel like it's a modern way of approaching um, more so male um, paths, like how to how to find your path as a man. And is that kind of how you go or are you more kind of like like what's your process to help people understand how to find their path, how to see see that goal through? Well, passion is important. I mean, passion, obsession, however you describe that. I agree with you again, and not motivation, you, finding your passion. But the first thing you have to understand is, you know, we're all programmed and nobody gets this. And, and, and so many people will argue with me and say, I don't, I'm not programmed. I, I, I think for myself. But if you say, you know, when you were a child between before you were 10, your mind is pretty much recording everything. Like you have a tape recorder up there, right? And so yes, it's recording everything you do, everything you see. And then about nine years old, that tape stops. And for the rest of your life, you can only use that tape. When you're looking at the world, you're looking at it through the lens of that tape. People don't get it. So that means your parents, the government, the media, your teachers, everybody is programming you with what they want, what they desire, what they feel, racism, homophobia, sexism, all of that. So you're not born with that. When you're a kid, everything's amazing. You're outside. You're, you can be Superman. You can be a princess. You can be whatever. You laugh when you're happy. You cry when you're sad. But that all gets beat out of you when you go to school. And it's like you line up in the desks. Everyone be quiet. Everyone learn to be like everyone else, right? And so they beat that out of you because they want you to be a cog in the machine, not an, in, an entrepreneur, not an individual so much. So it wow. kind of, we lose that. So it's all about finding that, knowing, um, you know, becoming aware of the voice in your head. That's the first step I tell people. Do you have a voice talking in your head? 80% of people will say, yes, there's a voice narrating my life. Do you have that? Oh, 100%. Okay. Absolutely. I had the same. And mine was so bad. I mean, think about this. First of all, anyone who's ever committed suicide only did it because their voice told them to. Right. That, that voice is in my head told me. Yeah. That is how evil that voice is in your head. I mean, it will tell you because first of all, it knows everything about you. It knows the things no one else knows, the things you're embarrassed to tell anyone, and it will use those things against you, right? So 80% of us have a voice that just narrates our life. And it says, you know, you're too stupid. You're too this. Look at that. Look at this. And it's just narrating everything, right? The other 20% have a voice, you know, that's running, but it's not so much the, the commentary. Like most people, it's really a running, it just never stops. It's a running commentary. What that is too, it's that tape. Again, it's running. Anytime you slip out of the moment, you know, you're, you're on autopilot. Guess what starts happening? That old rusty tape that was made when you were a kid is the tape that's running. So if you're driving, you know, you're not thinking, I got to turn left. I got to turn right. I got to go this. You're somehow getting there. Your mind is getting you there, right? You're subconscious and you're thinking about other things. So it's just to become aware. Step one, 
What are you thinking? What is the voice saying? You know, I tell people, get a post-it note, draw a flower, a heart, a face, something, put it on the wall, your fridge, the mirror somewhere. Every time you see it, all you got to do is stop. And that's your reminder to, to figure out what's on your mind. So you just stop and go, what am I thinking right now? Write it down. And I will tell you, you will start to notice 90% of the time it's negative. It's things that, first of all, you'd never say to anyone else these horrible things that your mind is saying to you. So you just start paying attention to how much negativity is going on. That is step number one, to see kind of where you are on your path. Now, I'm curious, now when you're saying negativity, because I, I, it's funny how you mentioned the voice. My voice is very, um, hey, asshole, what are you doing? Get your shit together. It, it's, it's very driven my mm -hmm. voice it's not like it's like you suck you suck and you should just end it now pull over now my voice is very like hey idiot if you don't get your shit together you're not going to succeed what are you going to do next like that's what my voice sounds like my voice is very like figure it out let's go we ain't got time to be playing games why do you want to sit down right now and play a video game you know you got work to do you know you got things to do stop messing around okay so uh, yours is ex exactly like mine was so ours is exactly the same because I had the same voice. The problem is it's just as bad. We tell ourselves, we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, it's motivating us. It's telling us what we have to do. But it's also calling you a jerk, an idiot. You know, oh, yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. You're so a turd. Yeah. It, I call this voice the bitchy roommate. It is somebody who lives in your house mm -hmm. rent free. You can't get rid of them. And if this person was a real live person and they were sitting on your sofa and they were saying the stuff they're saying to you in your head, you would throw them out in five minutes. You'd never like, keep hey, them the fuck up. around, right? right. So it's like out. everything. You see a card that looks like your ex-girlfriend, the mind starts and you start thinking about your ex-girlfriend and then the feelings come about and all that. So again, it's, it's just the awareness to start uh, the negativity. It's not just things like, uh, you know, you're fat, you're ugly. Just like you said, it's things like, you you should be doing this. It it sounds motivating, but it's still the voice is doing everything it can to kind of. I mean, it controls us. It we're not supposed to know that we're in control of the mind. Everybody thinks their it's their mind is like a monkey in a cage, and that you can't do anything about it. When in reality, we're in control, but we have just lost our way. You know, we have no quiet time. We never meditate. We don't do anything to to get that connection. So we think that the mind runs us. And for a lot of people, I mean, it literally runs them into suicide, runs them into a depression so deep they, they can't get out of it. I could see, no, I could see that, you know, because you're alone with your thoughts. It's the idea. Um, again, I, I, I think the motiv the motivational or self-help books that I listen to are different than, you know, I'm definitely not the, the uh, sit down and relax. Yeah. Find your inner peace. But uh, it was actually in uh, Everything's After Book About Hope. He talks about spending two or three days in a uh, monastery or something like that with monks. Like you said, you spent the week mm -hmm. where they didn't talk for like two days or he was on a retreat where no one spoke for two days. He goes, there is nothing like being left with your own thoughts and screaming inside of your own head because you've chosen to not open your mouth. And I think about that with what you're saying. And I'm like, right now, when my, the voice in my head talks, I can be like, shut up, get out of my face. And I say it out loud. Yeah, you, but you're never, that's the thing. My voice is pretty much non-existent. I can bring the, cause there's really two voices. There's the voice that just talks and it's, it's not helpful. And then there's the voice you can create. Like if you're trying to go back in your past and remember something, Oh yeah. okay, you can do that. That voice I have, but the voice that's going, you're not good enough. You, this is never going to work. That voice is pretty much gone. One of the, uh, another trick I tell people, you can tell your listeners, your, your viewers is name it, name the voice. Like my voice is named Carl. And when, so here's what happens when the voice starts, right? Why this, Carl? Listen, Why it, Carl? it has perfect psychological sense because your mind is it, such a, an amazing thing. So what you do is you go, the, okay, the mind starts, right? And I go, God, there goes Carl again. And you, and you, you think about it like a little petulant child. Carl is just a little bratty kid. And when you look at that voice that way, the power is gone because it doesn't hold any power over you anymore. So you name it. Make it funny if you want. And then every time you realize it's talking, you go, it's not you. 
because you're the inner, the power, the soul. That's not you. That's this horrible, you know, voice of the past. That's all. So when you hear it, you say, wow, there's Carl just being crazy again. And you dismiss it. And that little trick, again, it's just a slight perception shift, but it will make things so much easier. I'm a Walking Dead fan. Yeah. So all I can think of you saying, Carl, is Rick Grimes after... Carl shot the kid at the uh, at the uh, uh, prison, and he's going, Carl, no, <laughs> no, Carl. That's all I can think of. And we got Crazy Aunt, Aunt Rose joining us today, uh, folks. You guys are going to get to finally talk to Crazy Aunt Rose in a couple of months, so enjoy that. But she says it's your ego, and she says hers is named Linda. Linda, that's good. I like that. And see, for that, see, this is more, and all I can think of is if mine was named Linda, you got to think about that kid who, in that video that was viral, Linda, Linda, yeah. Linda, Linda, listen, <laughs> yeah. listen, listen, Linda, 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 Linda. Uh, yeah. listen, 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 Linda. So how do you, you know, I guess what's got me curious, so when you made that move from stages and doing all this kind of stuff, how do you even approach this? Because you're known as a thing. This is, this is the box you're in. This is the package you present. Here's here's my media kit. This is how I'm going to be presented. I'm imagining you had an agent for this stuff because you're you're doing that stuff and you're calling up your agent Har Harvey uh Silverstein and be like, <laughs> "Harvey, what do you need, honey? How can I help you out? What do you need?" Um, I'm done. I'm I'm going to I'm going to go motivate people and I'm going to tell them how to get their lives better. Listen, sweetheart. This isn't going to work. <laughs> like that's what I feel like that conversation was like. Well, I've always had made up my own mind about my career. So I've always, it, 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 that hasn't been a problem. When I made the, the move, I, I just did it. The, the good thing is though, I still do dates occasionally. I was just in Japan a couple of months ago. I was oh. just in New Zealand. The thing is I mix them. Okay. You know, I don't have to say I'm stopping doing this. I'm still in front of 3000 people. I'm still on the stage. I'm still able to make all that connection. So I'm not going to waste that opportunity because it just changed the way I work. I don't, I don't work the same way. I don't do the same, you know, uh, big Las Vegas style show. I do a much more intimate, you know, connecting with the audience and, and trying to help them. You know, it, it's not about, it used to be about me because like she said, like, like Rose said, it's, it's your ego. And when you're on stage and you're getting a standing ovation and oh my God, you feel amazing. And then you go backstage and you feel like crap because it's really? so hollow. There, there just really is nothing. And I've had all the, the houses, the cars, that's all hollow too. And so, it's kind of a, of a depressing thing when you get what you think is going to be the things, you know, that make you happy. And that, and again, in this whole kind of awakening process, I, I realized, you know, we're all chasing happiness. We all think that happiness is in something. We're going to meet the person that makes us happy. We're going to meet, uh, we're going to have the job that makes us happy or the kids or the whatever. What that does is it puts happiness ahead of you and it's constantly out of your reach because it's running ahead of you and you're always behind it. So, you know, people don't understand it works backwards. You, you have to give it to yourself first. It's an inner thing. Happiness doesn't exist outside. You can't go out and buy it. You can't go borrow it. You can't steal it. You have to give it to yourself first. So if you do that, again, that percep perception shift changes everything else because it really is an inner job. I mean, we're all thinking the outside world is where it is. The cars, the houses, the it's not. It's the inner world because if you don't have peace here, I mean, look at famous uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, famous rich people that killed themselves. Oh, God, right? yes. They have everything to the outside world and, and they still commit suicide because obviously there's there's a piece they're missing. So that, that's what it is. It's just connecting to yourself and starting to realize what's going on up here. Yeah, that's the, that's the Dave Chappelle stand-up uh, thing about Anthony Bourdain. Have you ever seen that? Uh -uh. He He talks about, you know, he had a friend, was doing great in college, was going to be a lawyer, um, met a girl in college, got her pregnant, dropped out of college to take care of a baby. Um, she raked him over the coals, took everything from him, did everything to it. Like, and he talks about, you know, he saw his buddy, you know, 20 years later, this guy that should have been a lawyer and he's at like a convenience store or McDonald's, that kind of thing. And He's like, my God, you know, what do you, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I still got to pay all this money. I got to do this, this, that, and the other. He goes, and then there's Anthony Bourdain who had what is considered as the greatest 
job ever created in Hollywood. They're going to pay you to travel. They're going to pay you to eat. They're going to pay you to drink. They're going to pay you to get high. All these things. And he killed himself. He goes, that's life. The guy who should have done it didn't do it. The guy who shouldn't have did. And that's that's that whole piece there. I mean, that's that's a very interesting look. And it's funny you mentioned happiness. Do you, you know... You, you know, you know, the uh, number, the thing about the number seven and happiness. Have you ever heard that whole study? I'm not sure. So there's a study that was done. I think it was Harvard because Harvard does all of them. That's the only people <laughs> who do studies anymore. Where uh, back in the late 90s through the 80s for a while, they gave all these people pagers. That's why, you know, it was the 90s and they gave them pagers and they said, hey, look, we're going to page you. When we page you, you got to call the number and give them a number between one and 10 for your level of happiness. And they said, you know, people would would answer and they would give their number. You know, if it was a wedding the next day, they might say they're a nine. Something happened in child born ten. But even after all that was settled, it always went back to a seven. Everybody went back to a seven. Their happiness level was always at an average of seven. So we're always no matter where we're at, even in our worst days. We're really at a seven. If you really think about that, if I told you right now, Brent, between one and 10, where are you at? You would probably, I mean, I know you're talking to me, which is a 10, but I mean, but for the most part, you're going to say, I'm probably at a seven. I'm always at a seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always positive, but not overly, you know, positive thinking doesn't fix. I love people who go, uh, I'm thinking positive. And what else are you doing? Because that, <laughs> that's not enough. I mean, uh, the power of positive thinking, it's a great book. But the power of positive thinking on its own is not going to work. It's it's like the secret, the law of attraction. All those things, you know, are real, but they're not. They're not. Uh, I'm going to sit on the sofa and I'm going to wish for a Ferrari, and then it's going to appear in the driveway. <laughs> That's what people think it is. They, I'm going to manifest miss, this. Yeah, I, manifest. Man, that word is so hot right now. Right, everyone. Oh, I'm manifesting my dream life. I'm manifesting my career. I'm, okay, but the 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 trick to manifestation is is the action. You have to move towards doing it. You can't just okay. I'm going to sit here and eat a ham sandwich and wish to be right. a vegetarian. It's not. It's not going to happen. Gonna, I'm going to manifest my best life. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Shut up, stupid. Like I'm. I'm very. Uh, I know I've mentioned a couple of comedians, but Sharice uh, uh, talks about that. Joe Rogan talks about Sharice and him being like, "Well, I'm going to try to manifest this," and Sharice being like, "Oh, so Joe believes in magic." That yeah. you you think that just that shit's a magic trick? Stop, folks. Let me find tell me a you, billionaire who manifested their billions. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Speaking of celebrities, everybody I've ever worked with, and I'm talking about Don Rickles was a proponent of mind power. Joan Rivers was a proponent of mind power. Uh, Phyllis Diller was one of the biggest proponents of mind power. Her whole, really, she based her whole career on she was a single mother in her forties unattractive and nobody thought she was funny she read the magic of believing over and over it's a book from the 40s claude bristol magic of believing incredible book it's pretty much the secret written you know 50 years ago she read that book over and over and over again and it transformed her life she she gives that book credit for everything you know that happened to her um and i found it really surprising when i started working with you know people i've oh i've admired all my life or people i've always wanted to work with and it always came around, especially Dion Warwick was another one who had see that, you know, she was the psychic friends network. Oh, yes. Stuff, right. So I started to see this whole parallel, you know, successful people understand that there's mind power. And if you can harness that, you can focus it where it matters. So what they do is they will get work on something in their life that's been draining them, release it take that energy and focus it on whatever the goal is there were and constantly do that pull back energy focus pull back focus kobe bryant was amazing with that uh yes. you know athletes especially and i work with the cleveland browns and i do this sort of thing and there is something that happens you know to, to that kind of mind that it, it's not motivation it's not it, something takes over you're almost in the zone things you know i tell people they move slowly you know, when you do this, when you do things like write down, um, see the picture, write down what you're thinking, you do that. And every time you see that, you write that down at the end of the week, you start reading that paper, you're going to see the amount of negativity that you, that you say to yourself. Right. So now it's 
it's in your mind. You're, you're becoming aware of what's going on. So the next time it happens, you're able to stop it. The next time you're driving and the guy in front of you is driving slow and you're back there ready to start arguing and yelling, you're fighting with the guy. He's driving along, has no idea. He's Not oblivious, right? You're back there having a stroke. You'll let that go. And then the next time you have to go on a picnic and it's raining and you're all upset, you'll let that go. And what happens is the next time a big dramatic thing happens in front of you, time starts to move slow. It just seems like you're in the zone. It will happen. And instead of you getting pulled into it, like most of the time, that's what happens. Somebody does something and we're in it. We're fighting. We're mad. We're, we're pulled into that energy. Now there's a, almost a pause there and you go, is this worth my peace? <laughs> Is this, you know, and you think about it. So you're in a, an amazing place of power. Instead of being pulled into somebody else's BS, you can stand in your own power and decide, do I, and if, if you have something you want to do, then yeah, go. But you've made the decision, you know, from your conscious yeah. mind. It didn't just, somebody else didn't pull you into it. So you'll start to see that happening. Those are the little things that will start to change without you doing anything. You don't have to relive your past. You don't have to go through all the, the stuff that hurt you. It's a bunch of, BS. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is meditate, do something, connect, and then you'll start to let those things go. It'll just happen naturally. It's, it's interesting, like the way you're presenting it. And like I said, I, I've been listened to a lot of it. We've had a lot of folks here on the show, different different processes. And I think the one thing that I'm kind of picking up that it was just like a light bulb moment as you're saying it is, is stop giving your your energy and attention everything that you know and, and you're getting a lot of good comments over here aunt rose says uh right that open positive thinking provides you with an open mind to see all things presented to you and then you can make better decisions you won't miss so many things uh laurie from over on your page thank you laurie i appreciate you jumping on uh and finding out finding us through brent stuff and again folks if you're looking for brent i just want to throw this out here as a quick quick thing Brent Webb, you can find him on LinkedIn as Brent Webb. Reb. Brent Webb. <laughs> I swear I haven't had that much. You can find me uh, everywhere. He's no everywhere. But it's what's great is he's he's smart about it. It's all Brent Webb. Uh, Instagram is Brent Webb. It, it, I'm from Baltimore. Those letters are tough on us. We're not very good with it. <laughs> um, but you can find him on on all those those spots. And make sure you're checking out what he's got going on, checking out his programs. Again, Laurie, thank you for jumping on and finding us through Brent. And then Cody, friend of the show. Now, Cody is our uh, – she is America's Joy Ambassador wow. or, or Joy Catalyst. She's going to correct me one way or another. I fuck it up every time. Just like I, I mess up. Like she does – Cody, I'm not even trying to do it. I want to – I always call it transcendental dancing. Transcendental. It's, no, but it's not. It's trans and dance. It's different. Uh, someday I should get a speech specialist on here and just let them explain me. Uh, <laughs> and then Scott, S Scott, there's somebody who found that like, Hey, Scott, if you don't mind me saying it, just give me a thumbs up and I'll say where, where you're at in, in life and the corner you took that, you know, you changed things for yourself that you felt was, was a, a positive. Give me a thumbs up and I'll, I'll, I'll say it. But, uh, Scott is over a year alcohol free and that was his choice um i called him a quitter personally uh but he said nah it's okay but i said he was being a quitter good job scott scott uh, nine years right here so nine years no alcohol eight years no because i used to i mean I was making bank. I was, I was living in California. I was, yeah. I was doing Coke everywhere. I was doing everything you could do. You know, I was, I was popping pain pills and, and everything else. So not only did I get through um, the drinking, the, the drugs, the, uh, I gave up meat, believe it or not, became a vegetarian. Um, I got through cancer the same way. It was a mindset thing. But what, what you said earlier, a few seconds ago about the energy, we only have so much energy every day. You have, life force energy and you only have a, the same amount so what happens is most of us have people in our lives that are energy vampires they come into our life and they suck us dry because 100%. it's like you you somebody walks up to you and they go how are you doing and you say i'm great how are you and they go 
oh, you'll never. And as soon as you hear that, you know what you're in for, right? They're going to, you only have so much energy. So when you start to look at it like a finite resource, it, it's like gold or water or something else. You don't give it away freely you're, unless, you know, it's something you want to give it to. So you start paying attention to your energy. You know, people that are vibrating on a lower frequency, people that are negative. Uh, I have an aunt who's, my God, the most negative woman. She goes through the dry, she goes through the car wash and somehow the window comes down and the entire car fills with soap. Like the stuff that would never, I mean, you'd only, you'd only <laughs> is, see in a Is sitcom. she the woman from the, infom is your aunt the woman from the infomercials <laughs> that like all of a sudden randomly like, well, you'll never drop that plate again with the <laughs> sticky mitt. And you're like, who's ever dropped a plate like that? Yeah. I mean, everything that could possibly happen, right? Her husband was just as bad. So it's like a negativity vortex. When you live in that, you're, you're, you're vibrating so low on such a low frequency. And then your partner's doing the same thing. You know, you're never going to have a positive life, a great life when you are, everything's horrible. Everything's gloom and doom. You're kind of perpetuating that. It becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. So keeping control of your energy is important knowing who you're giving it to uh, you know if you're willing to give it that's fine but if you're not don't feel like you have to i tell people all the time that's such a great thought and uh yes uh, here you go so we can figure this it's transcend dance so i fucked that up and it's transcend dance. well i do transcendental meditation every day it's one of the things i do like, so oh you should see like cody she gets all kinds of like funky and all this it's like a thing <laughs> i don't i don't I'm not very good at it, but she's she does a great job, and she's America's Joy Catalyst. Love it. Uh, and Scott, we got to plug Scott for a minute. He has uh, talking beards. He is a professional beard uh, competitor. Him and this guy Aaron, who's got a two foot long goatee, but he can't grow a full beard. You know these guys. That, <laughs> you know those of us that can grow the full. You know that's a whole another animal. So going through this process with you. Now, I know you have these, you know, individual shows, but is there anything else like, hey, we do a, you know, 15 phase, you know, step process where, you know, you're meeting on once a week. Is there anything along those lines or is it just like, hey, I'm going to show you how to do it. You know, you can shoot me a text message, find me on Facebook. What is the process that somebody goes through in this? I know we talked a little bit about the steps at a, at one of your, your shows or what the, I'm not sure what the right terminology is. I want to say show, but, uh, or at one of your, you know, presentations, but what's the follow-up to it? Well, the shows, seminars, any kind of event like that, it, it's all pretty much the same. What I do is, um, I've been doing, this is my 30th year. So like I said, I'm not in this to, it, everyone else is selling you a piece of how it works. It, it's always that. And then you got to get the right. next thing and the next thing. So what I've done is I've decided, look, I've taught billionaires and professional athletes and celebrities my whole life. So now pretty much once COVID happened, I'm like, you know, it's it's I, don't, I hate saying regular people because it sounds so wrong because the elite aren't better. But, it, you know, but you have to make people understand there's that percentage of people that have nannies and they have business managers and they they're not like us. So and they're not necessarily know, happy. But by any means, they're not happy. I mean, I, I can't think of one celebrity I've ever worked with who's been happy. And that's including Dolly Parton and everyone else, because there's so much. They have so much to. Uh, Dolly yeah. is happy. Bite a waist, your tongue. Listen a waist like this. Bite your tongue. A chest like this. She's like a triangle. <laughs> Look, Dolly Parton, what's, what's the thing she said about makeup? Uh, she's like, it, 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 it takes it a takes, lot of work to look this cheap. This cheap. Yeah, it takes a lot. I love that. That's so great. But but yeah, I mean. And that's something I think a lot of us, and I, I'm on. Look, you and I. How much? How many social media channels do you have? Like, yeah, I, like six, seven, something like that. You know, God, I have more than I know what to do with, and I'm on every single one of them every day doing something. And I understand the dopamine hit, you know. And if you don't understand what that means, folks, every time you get that like, that's a dopamine hit. If you really want to understand it. My son, the six-year-old, do you remember Uncle Grandpa? Do you remember that show, Uncle Grandpa? Uncle Grandpa. You never saw, see, you don't have, do you have kids? No. Is that, was it a kid show? It was a kid show from probably about 10, 15 years ago, probably 10 years ago, because my, my Tyler is 19. So about 10 years ago. And it's this character, Steven Universe, Uncle Grandpa, all around the same time. 
and he does a, does an entire episode about this duck lips, you know, duck lips, your face, mm-hmm. and this girl wanting to be famous, and she she gets her lips a little bit bigger, and every time she gets more likes, and she keeps doing it, keeps doing it, and it's funny for the kids, but if as a parent I'm watching this and going, that's the dopamine hit. Is this little girl until all the ducks think that her lips are so big the ducks start chasing her, and, and it's the dopamine hit out of this. It goes back to what you're saying, though. Stop giving a shit. Stop. But how do you teach someone to stop? I guess that's my biggest question is, in your process, how do you really teach someone to stop giving a shit about everything? I know you got the the post-it and all that and write it down. But what's the the kickoff that says, here's the kickoff, stop giving a shit? Well, the first thing you have to do is, is, again... By doing the little things, the, the post-it note, bringing the awareness to it, these things will leave you, will leave your will leave your subconscious and they will go. So every time that happens, you're getting in a position to be able to, to start paying more attention to your mind. First of all, I always tell people, look, you are on a planet that is hurtling through space right? You are somehow alive in the most amazing time. You're, you're nothing you could ever want is, is without outside of your reach. You can do anything. You can go anywhere. It wasn't like you were born 200 years ago. You can, you're stuck. You can do anything. And what, what are we doing? We are worried about what Mary thinks about our dress. We're worried about what mom's going to think about our boyfriend. We're worried about, you know, who like shit, like bullshit is what right. we're worried about. So absolutely. What happens is when you start freeing up mind space, because we're so afraid to and terrified to look in our mind. When you start freeing up that mind space, you start being self-reflective. You start to realize, wow, what is in me that no longer serves me? You know, the human mind, the, the great thing is your mind doesn't know the difference between you doing something right or you thinking about it. And every motivational speaker says that and every he thinks it's the most profound thing but nobody ever does it. And it's no. absolutely true. If you think about running a race in your mind before you run the race, you will do better because you've, you've yeah. rehearsed it. It's mental rehearsal, right? Every athlete I've ever worked with, Kobe Bryant down to the Cleveland Browns, they do the same thing. They do mental rehearsal. They get in there. They the Browns run. Do not, the Browns they do, do it. Do, they fucking, I've seen their record. They do not do any rehearsal anything whatsoever. Maybe it's just but, mental rehearsal. I don't know. Maybe they only it. do that. <laughs> but three studies, Harvard University, believe it or not. I told took, you it's always Harvard. They took uh, three college classes. Okay. They took one group and they took them out every day, three o'clock. They played basketball for an hour. They took one group and for that hour, they got to read, do whatever they wanted. And for the last group, they played the basketball game in their mind for an hour. Okay. So they, they saw it, they, they were making the shots, everything else. At the end of this, when they reevaluated the three groups, the group that didn't do anything made no improvement, but the two, the, the people that actually did it and the people that thought about doing it improved almost exactly the same, like 37 and 38%. So you, if you can, it's all a belief thing. It's all, a, you know, it's all a big mind game. Look at life like a game. I mean, anything you can do to get the perception that what somebody else thinks doesn't care doesn't matter to you right that shit is not gonna if they're not paying your bills if it's not i always say if it doesn't bring me if it doesn't bring me inspiration income or an orgasm i don't want it dude right get rid of hold on get rid of those things hold on i brent you listen i wish I, i wish my sons were here right now my wife would come down steps I've said this since I don't even know who the Marine was that said it to me. If they don't sleep in your bed, yes, if it was if they don't pay your bills, sign your check, or sleep in your bed, and the last one can be replaced, they do not matter in life. Yeah. And we used to tell young Marines this because they'd be like, Sergeant Bernard said this. Does he <laughs> sign your paycheck? No. Okay. So then do what he told you to do and shut the hell up and move on. It doesn't matter. I love Shut how the, the, voice, the voice was like Gomer Pyle. You did that almost perfectly. Was that I, what you were doing? I do a yeah. pretty good Gomer Pyle. I thought so. <laughs> Sarge. Yeah, I do a pretty good one. That's years of practice there. But no, you're absolutely right. And folks, we're, we're getting close to the end of, where we got to close the bar up here and, you know, have our final drinks here and all that. But, but I mean, listen to what Brent is saying. Nothing he is telling you right now 
it, it it should almost feel like a no shit moment. And I mean that in the most positive, positive way, Brent. Please don't take that no, you're as right. a negative. But it should feel like a no shit moment. You know, when he's talking about up to age nine, guess what? We've mentioned a lot of books. There's a book called Everything I Learned in Life I Learned in Elementary School. Be nice to the person next to you. Don't steal anything. Don't push anyone down. Cover your mouth when you sneeze. Guess what? You learned it all in elementary school. They teach you how to, how to be life. The other thing he's telling you, if you're not paying attention, is, is there's a lot of programming we receive at a young age. I'm a very anti-homework parent. I have a life. My children have a life. Do not send work home to my children because you failed to do your job while at work because you need to be graded. Please don't do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to make my kid do it and I'm not going to force my kid to do it. He's going to do his work and if he can pass all your tests, what's the problem? I'm very I'm a, I'm that parent. Uh, you know why though? Cuz between my wife and I we have eight children. I've wow. seen this shit. She had four, I had three, we went half on one. But we've seen it enough times that we know what the deal is. So when they're all like, "Little Johnny isn't finishing his work <laughs> on time." Go pound sand. Like, I don't have time for it. So a as we're moving through this, uh, where what are all some of the places? Obviously, we mentioned some of the social media things that are going on with you. But, you know, what are all, some of the other ways that they can get in touch with you or things that you have going on so folks can can get involved and in involved? With you? I know we have the, the face, the Facebook that we've got the mind power secrets and the other one, which is uh, well, they're both mind power secrets, aren't they? Yeah, see, everything, like you said, I, I, I was clever enough to keep everything titled the same, either my name or the name of the company. So the best way to get uh, in touch, because again, in I have a Facebook page where I'm just giving it away. I'm telling you how, how it's done. There's a lot of, of stuff there. I mean, we've got 600 videos that you know have been uploaded to YouTube. There's enough there. You can do it. Um, of course, if you want to go deeper, once you're in there, you know, there are, you can go deeper with me into other programs, but it's not necessary. I want people to have the information. I don't, I don't do that thing where it's like, I teach you this, but then I'm going to sell you the, the next part. No, you could do this yourself if you want to take the time to go through it. It's, it's there. So the best way to find me is go to brentsgroup.com. It's B-R-E-N-T-S, no apostrophe, group.com. And there you'll, you'll get an invitation. I have a private Facebook group. It's not public because we, I go pretty deep into the teachings. That's the best way to start. That way you can see, figure out if you like what I'm doing. You can figure out if you're learning anything. You don't have to, to go any deeper if you don't want to. And if you do, then you can make that choice. But this is all free. I just want to give back and kind of give people, this is a bad time. We need some hope. We need something to, you know, get us out of this. So I think mind power will do it. I mean, if we can get that critical mass consciousness, we just tip the scale a tiny bit. I think we can change a lot. Well, I mean, that. They, you know, the, the proverbial they has absolutely figured out how to separate us mm -hmm. in into our own cattle carts, everybody. And we all like to say, well, I love everything. I love everybody except for. Yep. yep. I'm really into everything and I feel everyone should have their own right to their life. Except, But for. yeah, <laughs> but, you know, we all have to have this 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 warning, this caveat at the end of everything to anything we say and, and what this sounds like is you're showing folks stop giving your energy to that bullshit stop and just yeah. be conscious of what you're doing yeah. all it takes is awareness because we're going through one more thing that this is this number is staggering and think about this okay 80 percent of our day so 40% of our day, we're stuck in the past. We're worried about all the things we could have done, we should have done. If I had done this, she wouldn't have done that. Blah, 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 blah. The other 40%, we're in the future, worried about all the things that are going to happen. And man, it's going to be the worst st stuff ever, right? 20% of the time, are we here in the moment? Okay. So that puts us in the past, doesn't exist, right? The future doesn't exist. It's this moment is the only moment. When the past was happening, what was it? It was the present, right? When the future finally gets here, it will be in this moment that you will experience it. So you got to pay attention to this. We're always looking for the next moment. Like I said earlier, where happiness is ahead of you. The next moment, it's like you're making coffee. You don't want the, this moment. You want the moment where you're drinking the coffee. You're doing this, but you don't want that. You want this moment. You want to be at Friday where the weekend is. So you're always kind of delaying gratification you're pushing you know everything off into a future that's not going to come 
So just remember, the more you can be in the now, that's when you become aware. You When you see the post-it note, you're aware. You're now in the now. That's how it's you there. get into the now. Yeah. As soon as you see it, boom. And you remember, I got to, you're in the now. So that's what you got to do as much as possible. And it'll start changing the tape you have running up there. And trust me, everybody's got a bad tape. I mean, it's, oh, you know, you're not good enough. You're not, no matter what, how great your family was, there still will be people in your life that will have affected that tape. And you got to get that out of there. Absolutely. Everything you're saying is absolutely a fact for me. And it's funny you mentioned fear. Uh, again, talk about social media for a second. There's a, uh, a guru that always pops up on my social media. Uh, he's really pretty impressive guy, but he said something about fear that never dawned on me that I wish somebody would have told me when I was a young 18 year old Marine and I would have understood it better. And somebody could have explained it to me. Fear is thinking about things that haven't even happened yet. You cannot be scared of what is happening in the moment. Because it's already happened and gone. You have to be scared of what is what you think will happen. What you think of, you don't dump jump off of a building, not because you're gonna, you know, hey, I'm gonna die if I when I land on the ground. It's the fear that I could die when I hit the ground. You don't, you know, it's it's all these could happens, might happens. And that's what fear is, and that's how that controls us. And he talks about this, and I'm like. I mean, like, damn, because I think about, you know, where it dawned on me was my kids getting a shot. The needle hasn't even touched their arm. They're not even in real pain yet. Mm -hmm. But the anxiety that this is going to hurt for that long has got them petrified. And I thought about it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It, it, and we take, you know, fear is not a real thing. It's something we have created in our minds. And it is. It's everything good. It's a famous saying, but everything good is on the other side of that fear. It's the thing that keeps us from doing the things that we should do, that we want to do, that we, you know, and the thing is our emotions are tied to our thoughts. You, you, you're driving down the road, you see your ex-girlfriend's a car. You don't even have to see your ex-girlfriend's car. You can just see a car that looks like looks your ex-girlfriend's like car. And what happens? Your stomach gets upset. You, you experience the emotions just like you would experience them in the moment. You Because what we do, we don't get rid of things. It's like when we have a good feeling, like, like a new car, uh, the first kiss, we want to hold it. We want to keep it. We try to hold it. But we do the same thing with the bad ones. We don't want them, but we can't push them away. So what do we have to do is push them inside. And so they're in there and then they'll all of a sudden pop up. And all of a sudden you're thinking about the birthday party where you peed your pants and embarrassed yourself. Like, where did that Shut come up. from? Why are you talking about that? Hold on. Hold See, on, my Brian. mentalist training. Fucking my mentalist, mentalist got me. <laughs> Damn mentalist got me just now. Son of a bitch. You got to be careful. Just see what's on your mind uh, on a daily basis as many times as possible. And you'll get yourself out of this. It's just, it will absolutely happen. So I'm, I'm curious because we're, we're almost to the, to the back end of the bar here. Do you get into anything about, you know, and I'm a big fan of this, how you have to go and we kind of talk about it with fear. Fear is, you know, scared of what's on the other side, but how, you know, we've all heard the saying, hey, it takes a lot of pressure to make a diamond. You know, do you get into any of that with folks like, hey, look, this situation is probably going to suck, but there's never been a, a tough situation that, you know, I, I always tell people name me the toughest thing you ever did. And they'll name all these different things. And they'll go for a lot of us in the services. Oh, it's boot camp. It's this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, how many times do you reference that in your day? How many times do you use that in your day when somebody says, well, I had to do this. And you go, well, dude, I went right. to boot camp, blah, blah, blah. That is your, that is your challenge point moving forward. Do you get into, into any of that? Well, I mean, I don't believe so much in, I mean, of course the saying is true. I mean, it does the pressure and it creates the diamond, but we don't have to go through that. We're not a piece of, we're not a hunk of, you know, it's not us. Some people do. I mean, things are, nobody has the perfect life. So there are going to be stressful things, but it's not a necessity. Some people think they have to suffer. They have to suffer to get what they yeah, I'm that they guy. have to suffer. Yeah, I'm that guy. You don't have to suffer. That's that what guy. you have to realize. I mean, it, it, you don't. Sometimes you may you may have to go through that, but it's not a necessity to it. So it's it's like we talked about. You don't have to relive the, the stuff. Like you go to a therapist. A therapist is there to take your money every week for the rest of your life. Oh, They're not there God. to get you over anything. They're there to get you at one and, and learn your feelings and all this BS. But they're not going to do anything for you as far as removing that. 
you're going to, it's going to remove itself when you do some inner work, when you start looking inside and paying attention to what's going on in there instead of what's going on. One more thing, two worlds. Remember this, we live in two worlds. We have the inner world, which is thoughts, ideas, feelings. Okay. We have the outer world, which is people and things. And okay. What we do, and those worlds are connected to each other. But most of the time for 99% of us, the outer world, we let affect the inner. Somebody walks by, they say, we look like crap. We take it in, we get upset, right? The, the thing is, it's amazing because they're connected, they work the other way around. Your mind inside can affect the outer world, but nobody ever does it. They're always no. waiting yeah, no. for someone to say something, waiting for the sh next shoe to drop, waiting, waiting, waiting. They're always on the offensive. So by, again, flipping the script a little bit, you can change all of that, you know? It's just little tiny things, a little change daily in the right direction. You're going to make it. I guarantee you're like 80% of the way there with just awareness. I mean, you really are. Just keep at it every day. Now, this is important. Nate, Nate, I just want to throw this out. Even though I missed my fantasy draft this past weekend and I forgot it because I was at the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame induction dinner. I mean, so Where I is that? It. Here in Albany. That's awesome. Oh yeah, if you I if you're a wrestling fan, I I met Mark Henry this past weekend. Was sitting next to uh, Brian Nobbs uh, from wow. the Nasty Boys <laughs> and uh, and uh, Skaggs. Uh, all those guys were there. Uh, Tony Atlas was there. We were hanging out. That's I, was, I hung out with all those guys. Best. Let me just tell you how I was fucking hanging out with this weekend. <laughs> but no, Nobbs and I got along because he's from uh, a part of Pennsylvania. I used to be uh, recruited out of for the Marine Corps, but because of that. Nate, who is the even though I my fantasy draft was all done by computer, I still had a better draft than him. This just proves that. But he does have an important question. This is always important. He wants to know, do you have a go to comfort food when you're when you're in that space for you? Maybe like you're having a problem getting out and you need to bring yourself to center. Do you have a go to comfort food? What a great question. But I the I've the last thing that I had to tackle, you know, I've always gone up and down in weight. It never really bothered me, you know, my whole life. But now I'm in my 40s and I'm starting to go, oh, this is getting where it's getting hard to get up in the morning. It's getting hard to to go through the day anymore. So I, I gave up meat a, a year ago, but I started juicing and, and you know, I'm a vegetarian. So I went to the whole food plant based diet. Feel amazing. I've lost, you know, 20 pounds in the last week and a half. Oh, since, wow. So they started yeah. again. Yeah. Um, so if you're talking about comfort food from back in the day, I mean, whatever I it is, whatever yeah. works for you, maybe it's a green drink right now. You're like, Oh, it feels so better. I mm. used to love anything that was fried would have been my friend, potato chips, fried pickles, oh. anything like that. Now a big bowl of like, you know, pasta with vegan pasta sauce. I'm, I'm cool. So my whole, I'm just kind of changing again, my perception about food. I've tasted everything. I feel like my entire life I've tasted everything. I've had the best of every. You know, I know where the best key lime pie is. I know where all the best is. I don't need to taste anymore. So I think I can all, go through the rest of my life. I mean, unless you add meat to your sauce or maybe Parmesan cheese, isn't all spaghetti sauce vegan? No, because it vegan to be vegan, it has to not use, you know, uh, anything that had a face, anything that has a face or milk or, or uh, right. butter, anything like that. I mean, uh, I added vegetables to it. Yeah. I mean, I guess your base would be unless it's unless it's meats. Uh, meat flavored meat or something. It would still the base would be vegan. Yeah, I'm big. I'm big into olives into my sauce. Oh, I love. I did this. I did that tonight. Black olives in the sauce. Yeah, yeah. gotta do by. Well, look, folks. I, look, go check Brett Webb out. Go check out Mind Power Expert. Go check out his Facebook page. You know, checking out what Mind Power Secrets. See what he's got going on. There, there's a ton of stuff here. I know we made a few left turns here and there. You know, Brent's a lot of fun because. He's in Cleveland, and y'all know I'm a big Ravens fan. <laughs> so that we knew. I even wore this shirt for you today. Can you see my whole shirt today, Brent? I, I love that. that. <laughs> I, I, love I that. wore this shirt for you. Let that shit go. I love it. I was thinking about you. I was like, you know what? Brent will appreciate this. Let that shit go. If you want to find out more about Brent, again, go follow him. As we always say on the show, you don't understand when I tell you, take a moment. Follow his Facebook, follow his Instagram, follow his uh, LinkedIn, doing those things, finding you have a podcast, too, don't you? Yeah, we just started actually a couple of weeks ago. Right. So you and what's the name of that one? Guess what it's called? Mind Power <laughs> Secrets, the podcast. Secrets, there we go. So go find Mind Power Secrets, the podcast. Give it a review. Give it a follow. 
do those things. You may think it seems childish because you saw, you know, your your six year old nephew, your twelve year old cousin, like, and at the bottom of every show it says like, follow, share. (laughs) Guess what? The reality of it is, is that really actually works for us. That's how those algorithms work. That's how how we get found. I cannot afford a billboard on the Vegas Strip, so you will not find me there. But if you do those kind of things, you will find out that it makes a difference. That's how Brent gets found. That's how this show gets found. That's how people find out about what's going on. So take a moment, do those things for us. It really makes a difference for our lives. Now, Brent, as I know, like I said before, I know you've listened to all 190, I don't remember, 190 something episodes. We're, we're coming up on 200. So, Nate, figure out how many episodes I got done here. Nate will be able to want to figure it out. You know, we're coming up on that end, but we always have one of the most, and don't log off on me. I always have to tell that because, like, I've had a couple guests that, like, after this, they're like, fuck this guy, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm like, was it that bad? Um, so don't log off on me afterwards. And again, folks, if you've enjoyed this, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I probably sketched my name in the back of your grandmother's uh, transistor radio if I could do it just so you could find out where I'm at. It's all the Above the Bar podcast. Make sure you're reaching out to us. But Brent, as I always say, the guest gets the final word on here. So what is your final word? Just bring some awareness to your day and take some time for yourself. You know, we look, we take time for everyone else. We give everyone else second, third, fourth, fifth chances. It's time to give yourself another chance. And, you know, take a look at those dreams because they're there for a reason. All righty, folks, be sure to push your stool in.